0: We're continuing Milachim Aleph we are in chapter 20 okay chapter nineteen was a fascinating chapter a famous chapter actually in which Eliyahu experiences a an incredible revelation on Har Sinai and we seem to to conclude the chapter with Eliyahu not learning his lesson not learning what seems to be the lesson of the revelation which is that the true path to representing Boreolam Olam or the true identity of Olam is found more in The quiet and the um, the consistent quiet behaviors rather than the loud and rambunctious, uh, you know, presentations, okay? And Eliyahu basically after hearing this, uh, after getting this revelation and he sees that God is in the cold, he responds the same exact way and he says, uh, I've, I've been zealous And there is nobody other than me Left in your whole kingdom Exactly the same way he responded Before he got the revelation Which seems to indicate that Eliyahu is just too much of a zealot And isn't really the kind of person Who has it in him To try to make people do teshuva In a more in a more quiet And you know, less extravagant way Okay so it seems, and again, this is a little bit of speculation because it's not, it's not clearly delineated in the text. It seems that as a result of this, Bore Olam decides to replace Eliyahu Navi for the Navi Elisha. Now, as part of the replacing of Eliyahu Navi, there are two other things that must change. One is that the King of Aram needs to. Is going to be um, A new king for Aram Is going to be anointed That will be done Actually via Elisha But it says Eliyahu is doing it Probably because Eliyahu is the one who Anoints Elisha Okay So he says First Chazael has to become King over Aram And then The second thing He has to do is Yehu Son of Nimshi Should be king over Israel Instead of Achav Or probably Instead of Achav's son Well, We'll see And then, uh, Elisha has to become navi instead of you, okay? So, those are the three things that Eliyahu Eliyahu must do before he goes. He goes and he finds Elisha, and Elisha is is, uh, managing his cattle in the field, and he tells Elisha, come, come with me. He throws his mantle over Elisha. Elisha says, can I go say bye to my parents? And Elisha says, of course, why, why not? Go say bye to your parents, So Elisha goes and says bye to his parents And as he's leaving He slaughters one of his oxes And he gives the meat to all the people of the city Uh, Very, very, as we said An interesting, um, you know Difference from Eliyahu Who took food from people Elisha is trying to give food to people Maybe that's a symbol of him being The right Navi for the job that's needed uh, In the Northern Kingdom, okay? Chapter 20 John, I have one question Yeah So the part, like towards, I guess, towards the end of the prophecy, Hashem gives to Eliyahu about um, anointing, um, like the different kings. So when he's saying, "And whoever escapes the sword," he's only referring to, I guess, the people in Northern Kingdom as well as in Aram. And it's not, um, and this is not going to affect Yehuda. Yeah, Yehuda is a different track. Eliyahu isn't really. The only thing we've seen so far with Eliyahu is when he hides in Yehuda. But Yehuda is a separate thing. The kings are, on the whole, a lot better and a lot less sinful, and they have the bit of Mikdash. So, so, Yehuda, right now, like the. the whenever we the, say only, what, 7,000 people didn't bow down to Baal or didn't kiss Baal, that was 7,000 people in the northern kingdom. In the northern kingdom? Yeah, the southern so kingdom wasn't really influenced by Baal worship. And they didn't get affected by this, basically. The southern kingdom didn't really get affected by this, no. Okay. All right? Okay, now chapter 20 is, a, is an interesting chapter because it's a little bit of a, it's a break in the story of Eliyahu and Elisha. Yeah, that story is going to continue in, um, let's see. Where's that story going to, be? going to continue. It's going to continue somewhere in chapter 21, okay? But this chapter 20 is a very interesting story in which Ahav has a run-in with the king of Aram. Now, as we said, the king of Aram is going to be replaced to become the guy named Hazael okay? But in the meantime, the current king of Aram is a man named uh, Ben Hadad, okay, Ben Hadad. Now, this Ben Hadad is basically going to be the center of chapter 20. He's going to try and lay a siege around the king of Akhav, okay? Now the, the interesting thing about about this story is A, it, it, it's obviously a, a digression from the story of Eliyahu and, and uh, Elisha but B, it gets us to see exactly what has become of Achav since his interaction with Eliyahu. If you remember, whenever, Achav, whenever Eliyahu did the whole thing at Harakarmel, Ahav basically joined him running down the mountain. Eliyahu ran down in front of Achav, and Achav started listening to Eliyahu. It seemed like almost Ahab was kind of convinced. And then the next day... Or, and then when he goes and he tells Izebel, Izebel is none of it. So we see that the issue here is more Izebel than it is Ach'av. So now we see Ach'av in his independent behavior, and on, not under the influence of Izebel, in, the, in his territory, which is the territory of dealing with other kings. And we're going to see, at least according to Alex Israel, who I'm, I'm basing you know, a lot of the insights on in this chapter, we're going to see bore olam kind of reach out to Achav and and deal nicely with him, and we're going to see Achav, in almost kind of learn the lesson. And we see Akhav is a lot better than we, he's not as bad as we think based on this chapter. It's more purely that, Izebel is just a is just a rotten person and has very negative influence. Okay, so here we're gonna get a glance at Achav and how it seems like bore olam is kind of protecting him. Or trying, maybe trying to even reach out to Achav to show that God is the King, so that Achav further learns the lesson that Eliyahu was trying to teach him. Um, we'll, we're also going to notice in this chapter that there are no neviyeh habaal. You know, Achav is going to seek counsel, and the only people he seeks counsel from are from the Zikinim, the elders, and from a couple of neviyim, from from the prophets. Okay, so it's an interesting thing because we, you know, we realize maybe at the, by this chapter. That if Achav is divorced from Izevel, you know, he's actually not so bad and it's purely his wife that's causing all these issues, okay? So let's go into the chapter. We'll probably do around 10 Psukim. Okay, chapter 20. Uven Melech Aram, Ben Hadar King of Aram, kol chaylo, u'shloshim he gathered all of his troops and 32 other kings were with him. Besus had horses and chariots. And he came and he intended to lay a siege against Shomiron, which is the capital city, and he tried to fight against it. Now, the only backstory we have to Aram fighting with Israel is that if you remember when Baasha was trying to bother Asa, king of Yehuda Asa basically invited the king of Aram to attack Baasha, and then Baasha took and then sorry, and then the king of Aram took many of the cities of the Galil, okay, took cities away from Baasha and distracted Baasha from attacking Asa. Okay, So that's something we saw earlier on And that's also going to be referenced in our story uh, Towards the end of the story Okay, in the, So in the meantime This Ben-Hadad king of Aram Sends messengers to Akhav And Melech Yisrael Ha'ira To the city And they said The messenger said This is what Ben-Hadad has to say to you Akhav Your silver and your gold belong to me and your wives and your kids they belong to me wow. and the king of Israel says as your word as your wish my master the king everything that I have belongs to you uh, including myself to you is me and everything that I have is belongs to you now Interesting thing, why would Ach'av give in so easily to this crazy request of ben Haddad? Because according to the Fashim, Ach'av at this point doesn't think that ben Haddad is asking for the wives and the children and the money. He thinks that he's asking for tax, meaning send your boys to work, do tax labor for my building projects, and send your, I don't know, women to be uh, nurses for our children. And send a, a yearly tax of your gold and your silver to my kingdom right? At this point Ahav thinks that Ben Haddad is asking for Ahab to become like a vassal state to Aram And Ahab, knowing that he's weaker than Aram Says, okay, whatever, whatever I have to do If I have to pay taxes, I pay taxes okay? And then the messengers come back after Ahab's response He said, no, no, no It seems like Ahab didn't understand what we're saying so the messengers come back to Achav and they say, "Ko amar ben Hadad lemor, ki shalachti elecha lemor, kaspecha uz hadachav nashecha ubanecha li titen." He said, "This is what I meant when I said I want your gold, your silver, and your your wives and your children. Ki imkaet m'chad eshalachet abada elecha. Tomorrow I'm literally going to send my servants to you, velchipesuet betechabet bate abadecha, and they're going to search out your homes." and the homes of your servants, and anything that you love, anything that's a a pleasure to your eyes, you have to give to my servants, and they'll take it. So the king of Israel called to all of the elders of the land, again, here is a seminal point of the story, because the king of Israel is not calling to those the uh, Naviz of the Asherah that we said were kept alive by Isabel. He's not calling to any new Baal that may have appeared. He calls to the elders of Israel. Know and see that this guy is seeking out evil. For he sent after my wife, my children, our children, my, my, my silver, my gold. And I didn't withhold anything from him. And what do the elders say back to Akhav? The elders and the people, they say to Akhav, do not listen and do not give in. Okay, so Achav gets wise counsel from the elders of Israel and they say do definitely do not just give in. You know, it's pretty it's an obvious answer because if he's going to take everything and basically... Run over the kingdom You might as well fight for it anyways Because if you're going to lose it all You might as well fight for it Okay But The elders say Do not give in So he responds to the Messengers of Ben Hadad la I say. Everything that you Originally asked for Meaning the tax That you requested to collect from me or, or as I understood it The tax that you expected to collect from me I could pay However this thing of having you send your messengers into our homes And take every single valuable item from our homes We cannot do The messengers They went and they re- and they brought back the word to Ben Hadad So Ben Hadad sends more messengers And he says So shall the gods do to me And so shall they continue to do This is a uh, This is a swear I swear by the life of the gods, you have no idea how many people I'm bringing that the dirt of the ground of Shomeron of, uh, will not be enough to cover the soles of the feet of my servants. Meaning, I'm, I'm going to bring so many people against you in war that. And just by them walking, they're going to empty out the dirt on the ground of Shomron. Obviously, that's impossible, but it's an expression, very fancy uh, uh, expression by Ben Haddad there. And then we'll finish with this last pasuk. Vayan, Melech Yisrael bayomer dabiru ali hoger kim And then, not to be outdone with the expressions, the interesting expressions. The King Achav answers and he says, Speak to him back and say, "Ali Tallel Hoger kim fateh." He who is girding his armory should not show off as much as he who is removing his armor. It's basically another way of saying, uh, "Don't ca- count your your uh, what is it? Don't count your chickens before they ha- they hatch, or your eggs before they hatch." Okay, so it's an expression saying, "Don't celebrate your victory in war while you're still putting on your armory." Because as you're still putting it on, you still have clearly have not won, okay? So, um, that's so far the intro to this story of Achav and Ben Haddad. The story continues, obviously, with a, a couple of battles between the two. And we're going to conclude this story with a, um, potentially a little bit of a slip-up by Ach'av. Uh So we'll see, Bezer Hashem, what happens in this war tomorrow, God willing, I uh, Baruch Adonai Amen 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 Thank Amen. you John